It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 315 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Season 24 Soon. It is July 9th, 2021, and this is Jen. I'm going to start off with my week in gaming, which I don't have a lot to report because every time the month starts over, all my freelance writing stuff starts over too. So I've been busy working, but I did manage to record one more video from season 13 where I started working on Slayer. That one and all the rest of my season 23 Videos are up on YouTube and also on Book of Jen at bookofjen.net. You can watch them in either place. I don't make money either way, generally speaking, so, um, you know, whatever you prefer. In addition, last show I said I was going to put up all of my Diablo Immortal Closed Alpha videos on YouTube. They are already up on bookofjen.net, and then I forgot to post them on YouTube. But they're there now. I made sure of it before I started the show, and I'll put links to all this stuff and everything else I talk about in this episode on the Shattered Soulstone website, and you can find it there. So speaking of Season 23, if you did not know this yet, it is going to end on July 18. So if you're not done with your season journey and you want to get farther on it, now's the time to grind as was the beginning of the season. It's kind of a full circle as you go. Right now, I'm about halfway through Slayer. I've got a handful of things done in upcoming parts of the season journey, and we'll see how far I get. Season 24 is going to start on July 23rd at 5 p.m. in the PDT, CEST, and KST time zones. And it's called Ethereal Memory. Now that itself isn't a surprise because they have been talking about Ethereals for quite some time now. The PTR was about testing those out and making sure that they didn't somehow sneak their way into the off-season, which I think it sounded like that was a successful uh, challenge. No one was able to get them into the uh, PTR version of the regular season or the regular non-seasonal game from what I can tell. So if you see anybody doing that, I'd like to wonder how they did that. I don't really want to know, but you know, someone's going to try. Someone is going to try. So here's a little bit about Season 24, if you haven't uh, looked into it yet. They posted this on um, today, the 9th of July. The new season theme is described this way. As the Nephilim reflect on Sanctuary's history, instruments of power from a bygone era resurface. These ethereal memories will grant those persistent enough to search for them unimaginable power. Legends of the past will manifest once more in the present, and you must decide how to best use these gifts. For ethereal power is... Hmm... Fugnacious by nature? I don't think I've ever seen that word before in my life and will soon return to being no more than a myth. So this is the Ethereals are referencing Diablo 2. The writer of this blog, who is uh, Blizzard Entertainment apparently, maybe a group worked on it, 
Uh, it says that Diablo 2 left them with fond memories when it released more than 20 years ago. And with Diablo 2 Resurrected launching in September of 2021, they'd like to introduce a seasonal theme to honor that legacy. For this seasonal theme, we were inspired to reimagine how ethereal items could manifest in Diablo 3 with 21 iconic weapons from Diablo 3 making a return. In Season 24, ethereals are rare, powerful, and fleeting items. So that's kind of interesting. It also says in here, players who pre-purchase Diablo 2 Resurrected before it launches on September 23, 2021, will immediately unlock the Heritage of Ariat Transmog, the Diablo 2 themed barbarian transmog set in Diablo 3. And there's links to that. And with the release of... Let's see. With the release of patch 2.7.1, console players will now be able to immediately unlock the Mephisto pet and the Hatred's Grasp wings when they pre-order, pre-order the Diablo Prime Evil Collection on Xbox or PlayStation. So if you've got, if you plan on playing Diablo 2 Resurrected on a console, which I do, then that's some stuff for you. They put this into the notes for Season 24, which is for Diablo 3, but okay. So there's some cosmetic rewards for Season 24, parts of the um, the cosmetic set, basically, where if you play three seasons in a row, you get two pieces of the cosmetic set each time. You got to go to the Mystic to turn your gear into that particular look. Obviously, it costs gold and some other components, and it's not new. But if you are a new player and you haven't done this yet, you might want to try. There's a portrait frame and there are these big uh, these big wings that you can get. I think I have, I'm certain I have all of these things. And, you know, I've been playing for a while. So I do have these. I don't have everything, but I do have those. And these were originally available uh, from Season 12. That's what these are. So uh, it's chest and glove set for the transmog set, the conqueror set. Same, same. The portrait is themed around the high heavens, and the wings are the uh, return of the uh, Fiacla Gire, G-E with the accent over it, A-R, which gives your character a distinctly angelic look, so they say it's got four wings instead of two, and they're kind of purple or dark, so I'm not sure how it works with angelic, but okay by me. They're kind of feathery, maybe that works. And... There's also something to aim for at the end of the season journey. If you get all of it done, there are uh, there's rewards. It says these were introduced in season 17. Let's see, two new cosmetic ones for those who complete the entirety of the season journey. So the stuff I mentioned just previously, that's if you finish like through chapter four. If you get all the way through the season journey, you can get the... Let's see, what are they calling this thing? There's a portrait called Terror Resurrected Portrait. Looks pretty cool. It's got very Diablo-esque to it. And there's also the Lesser Mummy Pet. And this looks like a figure that looks a lot like a mummy and is wearing sort of a, uh, a hat you might recognize as similar to King Tut. That kind of helmet and some bandages and things. So you could get this guy. He's got a sword. He can't fight, of course, because he's a pet, but he can pick up gold for you. So that's something. And it's kind of neat to collect these if you can. And there's a list of the season journey rewards um, that have to do with, let's see. If you've been playing the past few seasons diligently and reached Conqueror in the season journey each time, you've accrued a few extra stash tabs. Players who have not yet earned a total of four stash tabs via the season journey can still unlock an additional one by completing the following tasks at the Conqueror tier. There's a list of those if you want to check those out. There's a little bit more about the season conquests. Hadric's Gift, of course, is the one that gives whatever class you picked what I call the freebie set. 
And that means as you go through the first four chapters, well, I guess for, you got to get the first chapter done and then finish two, three, and four, and you'll get parts of the freebie set on two, three, and four when you complete them. So here's the sets for season 24. If you're playing a monk, it's Uliana's Stratagem. For Demon Hunter, it's Natalia's Vengeance. For Crusader, it is Seeker of the Light. For Wizard, it is Vry's Amazing Arcana. For the Barbarian, it is the Immortal King's Call, which is my favorite class and my favorite set from it. Witch Doctor is Spirit of Arakir, which I might actually have that set somewhere in my stash. And the Necromancer, it's Trigul's Avatar, which is the red one, and it's cool. And that might make me want to play a Necromancer again. I'm not sure, but we'll see what I do when I get there. There's also some information about ethereals I think I've gone over before. They're account bound. They can only be dropped by monsters, chest, and destructibles, but they do not require your character to be level 70 to drop. That part I did not know. I figured you'd have to be level 70 before you could get one of these, but no, you don't have to be level 70 to get an ethereal. Uh, ethereals cannot be acquired through Kanai's Cube or from Kadala, so don't bother trying to get them at either of those sources. Ethereal rarity drop is, rate is set between ancient and primal items. There are three unique ethereals per class, and it's got different affixes and things like that. Only one ethereal can be equipped at a time, so you cannot equip them all and become a god in Season 24. You need to pick one and then you can switch them out, I assume. They ignore, the ethereals ignore the durability loss. And let's see, uh, legendary powers and class passive skills rolled on ethereals do not stack with the same power equipped through Kanai's cube items or skills. So if you have a certain skill or something that you really wanted to buff up, you're not going to be able to do it by adding an ethereal with the same one because it just doesn't work that way. You can augment ethereals. Uh, you cannot enchant, transmogrify, die, reforge, or trade ethereals. If you collect all 21 ethereals during season 24, you get the Feat of Strength Ethereal Recollection. It is a Feat of Strength achievement, basically. It's kind of like the ones back in the day when Diablo 3 was new, where if you did some stuff on the website and created banners for several of the classes, you'd get... Uh, some kind of feat of strength achievement for each one you did that for. I've got a couple screenshots of some of my old uh, banners from it, but I can't find them all. But I did get those. So it's that kind of thing. You have to look at the feat of strength thing in your... Um, somewhere in Diablo 3. You'll find it. And ethereals only drop in seasonal play and will not transfer you to your non-seasonal character when the season ends. They're very re repetitive with that one. They want to make sure, I would assume, and I'm just guessing here, I'm going to guess at the end of season 24, there's going to be a lot of players being like, well, why didn't my ethereals come over to the regular season? That's because you didn't listen or you didn't look it up or something. You know, it's that kind of thing. And then it goes into items and things that have been changed and bug fixes and some of the stuff that I probably already got talked about in a previous episode. So there's that one. If you want to know more about Season 24, there's a couple of videos you can watch. One of them is from Leviathan, and it's titled Season 24 Starts July 23, Patch 2.7.1 Recap, because that patch is supposed to come in before Season 24 goes. So um, you can check that out. It's on YouTube. And Big Daddy Dan also did a video about Season 24 called... Looks like it's called Season 24 Start Date slash Patch Notes. So if you are looking for other people's opinions and or advice on Season 24, you can pick either one of those two or watch both of their videos. If you're bored in between Season 23 and Season 24, maybe you finished your season journey and you don't want to play Season 23 anymore. Or maybe 
you uh, only play non-seasonal, there is a lovely build for the Carnival Witch Doctor. It's a guide. It's the LOD Poison Dart Carnival Witch Doctor Guide. This is written by or put together by Chewing Nom. You can select on Max Roll if you want to see it as a seasonal guide or as a non-seasonal guide. So either way you go, if you thought, well, I really want to play the uh, Witch Doctor in Season 24, this might be a build you might want to check out. And it's got everything. It's got um, pictures here of what kind of gear you should use, what kind of gems you should put in it, the skills, and all that other stuff. And they suggest the Enchantress for this. Uh, uh, many of these items in the build are uh, ancients, so that might take a bit, depending on how fast you play or how long you play. The interesting thing uh, in this one that caught my attention is that the offhand weapon is Thing of the Deep, which looks like a frog, which is kind of neat. It's described as a terrifying being spawned from the primordial depths. To gaze upon it is enough to drive one mad, currently disguised as a frog. That's funny. I don't think I've ever seen that in-game because I've, I've played Witch Doctor, but not very often. And there's just a whole lot of details in here and... And if you want to figure out, well, what should I use for a Nephilim Rift? Or what do I need for GR solo speeds or GR, GR solo push? That's all in there, too. You can sort of tab through and see whatever is relevant to you. And then pull it into your game and uh, see how it goes. Since the last episode of Shattered Soulstone, two Diablo-based podcasts have released episodes. One of them is Hearthstone to Hell, which is described as a Diablo and Path of Exile podcast. And in episode 28, Shazam talks about the past two weeks' news in all of the Diablo games and what he has been up to. Westmarch Workshop released episode number... Let's see, what number are you? Hmm. <laughs> Well, it's titled June 2021 Dev Blog Feedback, so it was released fairly recently, it, uh, five days ago, and I don't know what number this is. Maybe it's just a feedback one without a number. I'm not sure, but if you want to know what Nineball and whoever else may have been on the show, I didn't uh, didn't check it out. You can go right to the uh, Blizz Pro website where there's a section with Westmarch Workshop episodes, and you can listen to it there. You can download it on iTunes right from there, and it's also on YouTube. So whichever way you want to go, you can get that information that way, just all in one place on BlizzPro. And of course, the uh, June 21 dev blog feedback was about Diablo 3, which I talked about on, uh, sorry, Diablo 4. I'm still thinking about Diablo 3 and how I'm gonna, you know, what I'm going to do to try to get through more of the season journey tonight. <laughs> so you have to excuse me for that. But it's uh, the June dev blog was about Diablo 4, and... Someone that follows Soulstone goes by Heather, and Heather has one of those Lilith statues and has been doing all these really creative artistic things with it. If I remember correctly, at some point in the past, she took pictures of the statue, like sort of like around the face and the shoulders, and used Instagram filters or some other kind of filters to change the way it looked. She's also added physical items now around this. Uh, it almost looks like an altar. She calls it an, an altar to the Blessed Mother Lilith. And there's like red fabric behind it and these little lights and all these other little things. And she's done a great job making it look very, you know, very Lilith in Diablo 4, basically. And, and not, you know, image by image, but enough where you would get that. And I think that's cool. On July 8th, the Diablo account 
posted a tweet that said, a mortal with an unorganized stash is as good as dead. There's a little 12 second video attached to this and it is showing a very close up of the stash in Diablo 2. And there's a bunch of items just scattered about. But if you watch it, what happens is more items seem to fall from the top of the stash and it looks as though you're watching someone sort of play stash Tetris with it until they run out of space which happens to all of us eventually. I didn't get to play a lot of D2 because my computer didn't work on it at the time. Long story, but I think we can all relate to trying to move things around the stash. But it was just, it amused me to no end that they made it look like Tetris. And it was just, it's just fun, you know? It's something we can all relate to. Speaking of Diablo 3, Pure Diablo has a starter guide called Diablo 2 Necromancer Fishymancer Build. And there's a picture of the Necromancer from Diablo 2. There's a whole lot of details in here. There's an overview and what, why the build is effective, what you need, what it does, stats, target values, everything you could possibly want to know, it's in there. And these kinds of things are going to be really helpful when Diablo 2 Resurrected launches, or if you're still playing Diablo 2, the original, I suppose, it would help there. There's a core build and it shows you what you need for that and a whole bunch of other things, how you can customize it, progressions uh, with skills, gear recommendations, all this other stuff. So if that's your thing, uh, cause you know, maybe you wanna play a necromancer in Diablo 2 or Diablo 2 Resurrected. This will help you figure out what to do. This one is written by Phineas, or is it Phineas? Phineas B? Something like this. There is a YouTube account called Game Lore Dash, and this person has posted a video called what happens if you choose not to save Deckard Kane? And this is a video from Diablo 2 Resurrected. Now, it starts with the player character standing next to Deckard Kane by the little fountain thing in Tristram. And it kind of goes through, and I'm, I, I'm gonna say that these are probably not spoilers, really, because the game Diablo 2 has been out for a really long time, so I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything here, and I don't feel like he did either. There's a point in the game where demons come up and start going through and destroying things in Tristram, and Kane is stuck in one of these cages that's hanging from a post or something like that. You're supposed to go and save him, but if you don't... Well, if you do, if you do save him, then it sounds like, if I remember correctly from memory, and you should watch the video, make sure I'm right, is that Kane starts making it easier for you to have him figure out what your items are to identify them. Maybe it's like a little less expensive than before, but if you leave him there to die, you run into him later on in the game, and he comes up and talks about how wonderful it was that the rogues saved him from that cage. And now if you want to have him... Uh, identify your items it costs like a hundred gold for each and it doesn't look like you can figure out what items he's willing to accept that cost for so I mean I guess the the moral of this is if you're playing Diablo 2 you uh, probably should save Kane because he he does get mad at you in a very subdued way if you don't save him Carbot released episode 25 of Diablo, LOL, D-A-I-B-L-O-L uh, 2. They've got a series on it. Episode 25 released on June 3rd. It's called The Lord of Terror, and it's pretty good. So you might want to check that one out. I know I've missed some of these. I know I've meant to put some more of them into show notes when I find them, but... 
this is the one that's up now and it's it's really good i'm very impressed with the simplistic yet easily recognizable art style that carbot does i love that it it sounds to me like they've pulled in sounds from the game like the voices of the characters and the noises of the potions falling to the ground and and all this other stuff the fighting noises that the characters are making the this one has like the voice of diablo in it and it's really well worth a watch. It's only two minutes and 24 seconds. And I'm, you know, I wonder if this is the last one or not, because I think, I don't know if Diablo 2, if you beat Diablo, that's the end. Maybe it is. I didn't get that far, but it's worth watching anyway. It's just delightful in a creepy, monstrous way, like all the stuff that we dig because we like the Diablo games. <laughs> there is... And finally, uh, there is a couple of sales going on of Blizzard merchandise. One of them is the Celebration Collection, which was available starting um, during BlizzCon Line. And it's a bunch of loot. There's three different types. They're on sale. I personally don't feel that the sale price is significant enough for me to go buy one or more of them, but other people may think so. These items are available through uh, February 15, 2022. So you have a while if you want to buy any of these things. There are some Diablo things in it, but they're spread out between the three different packs, which kind of annoys me. I kind of wish that Blizzard would have maybe made some packs that were specific to certain games. So if you only play Diablo stuff, you could just get the Diablo stuff and maybe not get the rest. If you only play World of Warcraft, maybe you could just get the Warcraft stuff and not the rest. And There's a thing in here, a coupon for 15% off a purchase at the Blizzard Gear Store. So that's like t-shirts and things like that. All of the packs get you Blizzard Arcade Collection, which is cool. Those look like fun games, but they don't play on a Mac. And I'm pretty sure, I haven't checked, but I don't think they're on like Xbox or PS whatever, you know, five, I guess the new one is. So... There's stuff in here that might not be for you. There's um, there's some Hearthstone cards. That's kind of cool. I sometimes play Hearthstone. And there's a bunch of Overwatch stuff, which I cannot play because it doesn't run on a Mac, but it might maybe run on a console. I'm not too sure about that. In any case, if you want to get the pet, it's a little Diablo 3 pet. Kind of looks like the Dark Wanderer. Kind of looks like a murloc, in my opinion, too, because of the skull. <laughs> but I think it looks cool. You could get that with the Essentials Pack, which is the uh, originally $19.99, now $16.99. And then you can also get the Portrait Frame from uh, Diablo 3. If you want to get uh, the Wings, you have to get the Heroic Pack, which is $33.99 right now instead of $39.99. And if you want to get... The uh, Transmog set, you have to buy the Epic Pack. If you buy the Epic Pack, you get all this stuff. But I feel like it would have been better to perhaps split these things by game. Because I think they'd sell more. I mean, can you imagine if there was one that was just the Diablo pack that had all those things in it? How many Diablo players would buy it? As opposed to like all this other stuff that you might not ever use. Just a thought. <laughs> just a thought but it's available until uh let's see february 15 2022 and who knows maybe they'll have another sale this is their summer sale and maybe the prices will go down again as time goes on in addition there is some sales on other diablo stuff the diablo 3 eternal collection is 31 dollars 49 as opposed to 39.99 21 off 
Not a huge deal, but if you want to get it, you get Diablo 3, you get Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls, and you get the Necromancer pack altogether. That might be good for somebody who's new at uh, the Diablo games and wants to start, or someone who was too young to play until recently and now can, that kind of thing. There's also, coming on um, September 23rd, there is the Diablo Prime Evil Collection, which is $59.99, and it just says the, pre- the Diablo Eternal collection for Diablo 2 Resurrected. And then the other one says Diablo 2 Resurrected, which is also th- which is 39.99. So there's something it looks like there might be a pet and a transmog and some wings that go with the Prime Evil collection because they have pictures of these little things next to it. So I guess what I'm saying is, if you're going to play Diablo 2 Resurrected anyway, and you are someone who wants to collect all of the pets and transmogs and wings and things of that nature, you probably want to go with the Primeval Collection. It's a pre-purchase now. Obviously, you won't get it until, you know, the 23rd of September, but it's there. If you if you don't care too much about those things, or if you don't want to pay $59.99 to play the same game, uh, you can just get the regular version, and that would be fine too if you pre-purchase it. It's only if you pre-purchase it, apparently. I have no idea what happens once this game is released, if you can still buy these things. So we'll have to wait and see. And that's everything that I could dig up about Diablo-related stuff this time around, so I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. You have been listening to episode 315 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as at the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash shattered soulstone thank you for listening ahead edit that part out please (laughs) okay yeah okay thanks for telling me obvious things yeah